0: Holman, to start off Season 2, Episode 27 of the Truck Show podcast, Pastor Joe Nelms of Family Baptist Church of Lebanon, Tennessee. He'll lead the show with this special prayer.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings you said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM performance technology and the R07 engines. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking
2: hot wife tonight, Lisa. My two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In
1: Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. Uh, I'm pretty sure I sent that to you. Uh, did you now? Uh, All right, well. Sure. Boogity, 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 let's boogity, get boogity, on the boogity, show.
0: Boogity. It's the Truck Show Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Holman. He's lightning. No.
1: No. no, no. It's the other way around. What's I'm lightning and he's Holman. Why'd you bring a box in here again?
0: Uh, this was a gift. It appeared randomly from Yankum Ropes. Hold on a second. Oh, our... Uh, our friends who uh, made in the USA recovery gear that we talked yep. to
1: at Overland Expo.
0: So, I don't actually know what this is. I'm going to clear off a spot on the table. Do you have a knife? Uh, if you got a knife, I'm going to need to split this open.
1: I just... will All open right. it for you.
0: Okay, and then I'm going to put it on the desk. Remove this stuff over here. It's a big box. Using this bench made to slice that sucker open. Here we go. Oh, and look at that. What is this? Big old recovery rope. Oh, wow. Look at this. All right. And some hats. All right. What does it say? Oh, we sticker? got some uh, stickers and some warnings. Is here there a oh, sticker that can go like, on the wall? Perfect, Yankem sticker All right there. Yankem we'll add, ropes. By the okay. way, did
1: you notice what's hanging from the uh the steer horns? Gail Banks. Yeah, his air freshener. <laughs> the right. Air freshener. I, I, fa- I found that in a box from his uh party. Yeah, his 80th oh, birthday party. Well, um, that should make the uh, podcast studio uh, smell better, and we'll always have Gail with us. It is. All right. So here's a uh the packing slip. You can see what's in there. All, All right. right. It looks like a seven eighths by 30 foot uh, kinetic rope. So that's this guy right here. That's a big. And, Boy, right What's there. awesome about this is it's for when you need to pop somebody out of a stuck. Maybe they're in the sand, they're deep. The dynamic allows you to stretch the rope, and then it, as it tries to pull itself back, it adds additional force than just a, a straight pull, and it's a lot easier on the vehicle because it's dynamic and it stretches, so you don't have that immediate hard pull like you would uh, with a non-kinetic rope. So you're
0: not going to break stuff. Now, let me ask you this. With this one here, how much... Slack? Would you give it before you rolled on the throttle? Just so it's slack. Would you say like uh, yeah. just so it's loose? Well, yeah,
1: just just so it sits loose and it's on the ground, and then the uh, the yanking vehicle will give it a little bit of a head of steam, and as the uh, the vehicle behind it, you know, adds in some throttle, hopefully it yanks it at just the right time, and. You're able to choreograph that and pulls them and pops them back out of the hole there. Okay. So it looks like you also got a 7-16 uh, soft shackle with uh, a black chafing guard on it, which is super cool. Two of those. Okay. This would go around your toe point, your toe hook, and then it would wrap around the eyelet of that guy. And what's the advantage of using the soft shackle? It's just uh, more uh, it- more durable. If something breaks, it's less likely to hurt you. Uh, and sometimes, depending on the shackle or what you have to wrap yourself around, sometimes you can't get a D-ring through or around something like that. So, um, And it also just is... Again, just safer. But what you don't want to do is put that around a ball hitch because that no. sounds like no. You don't put a, you don't put anything dangerous. recovery yeah. around a ball hitch okay. ever. Uh, looks like you got a uh, two-inch receiver so All that you right. can use that as a oh wow uh, look at
0: this hold on a second as a recovery point. All right. Oh, this is oh look at the finish. There you go. Eat your heart out, Holman. Yep, I've got that's it. a hard anno
1: finish right yep. there. And you got uh, looks like a hat and roll top bag to store. Your, uh, your, your Yankum's in there. So cool. That is super cool. Thank
0: you so much for the, uh, to the team up there at uh, Yankum. They're in uh, Idaho, aren't they? They are. All right. I am going to put that in the TRX that's been freshly washed and ready to go off-road. <laughs> and I have another thing I wanted to show you, too. Really quick here. Just getting some of the stuff out of the way here at Holman. Uh, You guys don't know this, but uh, Mr. Sean Holman was very generous and donated a Midland uh, GMRS radio to the Lightning Foundation. Uh And so I reached out. I I didn't know where to mount the antenna. It's got a cool little stubby antenna. I reached out to my buddy Damon Flippo at Rigid Industries. They make a really cool hood mounted. This would be a ditch light bracket, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So I honed out that section as you can see on the top. And then or I then, can
1: run my antenna up yep, through the bottom. A, what we call an NMO, NMO, NMO antenna. So most of the GMRS uh, antennas use that. And so a lot of times the ditch light brackets are a great spot for your GMRS antenna. So that'll uh, should work out nicely so, for you to uh, uh, be able to use it. Yep, I've got a.
0: Now when Holman is talking to everyone but me, I will be finally able to listen on the trail. Uh huh.
1: All right. So that gets oh, us into so, so the Lightning, show. Lightning got a uh, all sorts of uh, goodies. I'm huh? super stoked, yeah. I, I, those were all uh, kind of unexpected. I'm thankful. Well, uh, the other thing uh, you have to be thankful about is our friend Scott Birdsall, who uh, suffered a nasty, nasty crash at Pikes Peak. You guys have probably seen it on the Chuckles Garage YouTube channel or all over the internet or on Instagram and Facebook. It's been everywhere. And the man walked away from rolling uh, something like 8, 9, 10 times Walked away from it and, unbelievable, dropped uh, almost 200 feet off the, uh, the edge of the, uh, the race course up there at Pikes Peak uh, in Old Smoky. And Old Smoky, sadly, uh, is uh, in pretty bad shape. We're going to talk to Scott and see what the future holds for his Pike's Peak records, as well as uh, racing in general, and uh, see how he's holding up after the after the accident. But he's a pretty resilient guy, so uh, my guess is uh, he's doing just fine, and, and I bet the fire's been lit for uh, more hot race course action here in the uh, near future for him. I don't think he's walking away from any type of racing. He is uh, the ultimate competitor, and I'm, I'm sure he's already plotting what's next. Alright, uh, so before we start episode 27 of the Truck Show Podcast, we have to thank our friends over at Nissan. So if you're in the market for a half-ton or mid-sized truck, you want to head on over to your local Nissan dealer, or you can go to NissanUSA.com, where you can build and price the right Nissan for your lifestyle. Nissan has the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles on the Nissan Titan and Titan XD.
0: And you don't know this home, uh, remember Rob, our uh, detailer? Yep. His son, Adrian, who's now working with him, is out shopping for a truck and just went over to the Nissan dealer and they we're salivating all over the new Frontier.
1: Awesome. Well, if you want to spec out your own Nissan Frontier, you know where to go. NissanUSA.com. And Holman, are you still rocking the Pedal Monster and i-Data
0: Monster in the Jeep 392? And if so, give me your one month uh, review.
1: Honestly, I love the iDash. The iDash has all the info I want. I've been able to keep track of the temps just like I want to. I've got a couple trips planned where it's going to be really good to see what the uh, the engine's doing, especially cooling and everything. So super stoked on that. And being able to swap easily between my custom screen and the Pedal Monster screen allows me to easily adjust up or down. I don't have to open my phone, which you can, but with the iDash, it makes it so easy. You don't need to do that. So with the iDash, you're able to go between city, sport, or track, and for me, I've been kind of in the uh, you know seven eight city one two sport somewhere in there, and uh, that's sort of the sweet spot. And I haven't figured out where I want to land yet. It just it just makes the the pedal feel less wooden. It's more lively, and it's just more fun to drive with you know a, a really light throttle application I can get it to do what I want to do uh, I put it in track 10 for about 30 seconds just <laughs> to see and it was completely undriveable did you so. do
0: a wheelie like the TRX that everyone sends me from GTA it, 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 yeah I mean it's wheeling yeah. over oh by the way
1: those are all freaking fake CGI or video games stop sending those to me everyone thinks it's real I'm
0: like a TRX yeah. cannot wheelie no, people it's, stop it stop it it, it's stop it. can't it's jump silly. off bridges and uh, yeah. all the stuff well it
1: turns out even on track you know, 30 or whatever <laughs> we'll the, uh, the highest setting a uh, 392 doesn't wheelie you No, it just does a lot of like ferocious growling and and, uh, scares other drivers. And it's just, it's way too sensitive, is my point.
0: uh, Reverse safety come in handy. That's where Pedal Monster automatically reverts to stock throttle in reverse.
1: Yeah, so the active safety on it's great. On the iDash, it actually tells you when you put in reverse that you're in the reverse mode. And so it reverts, like you said, to uh, to stock. So backing into the garage and needing to not run into my workbench or over my kid's stuff is right. really nice because I got the uh, the stock pedal feel. Because so, she leaves her tricycle everywhere. Uh, yeah, her scooter, her bike, it's basketballs, soccer balls. Right. I mean, it's just I just gave up trying to pick up after the five-year-old.
0: To find the iDash or Pedal Monster for you, head over to bankspower.com where you'll find hundreds of applications for cars and trucks.
1: All right. And for your next adventure, you don't want to hit the trail without going to onxmaps.com where you can check out Onyx Off Road. If you want to head over to the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store, you can download the app. But Onyx is the off-road map app that's built for adventure. There's so many awesome features that I use all the time, like building out a route on my computer, and it automatically populates my account across all my devices. And then I can take that route that I built with the route builder tool and share it to my friends who are on the trip with me, so everybody has the same trail. They know where we're going. There's over 650,000 miles of open trails, 60,000 plus. Campsites and campgrounds. I love when I'm in a new area and I feel like wheeling. I just open up that Onyx app and I check out the blue featured trail. It tells you everything you need to know, like difficulty, photos, trail reports, elevation gain, all that kind of great information. You can save your maps for offline use. So if you don't have cell service, you can track, save, and share your trips. You can sync with CarPlay and Android Auto. You can even customize it with markups. And with the elite subscription, you get all the public and private land ownership information. And with elite membership, you also have a bunch of partner benefits with some great brands and products that you definitely want on your OVR rig. magazine. OVR magazine, Dometic, Method mm-hmm. Wheels, Warren, uh Von Gitten's RTR. Really? Uh, oh yeah. Uh Glue Tread, Max Trax, Renorak, Fox, BDS, JKS. So there's Can a- I can
0: I one up you? Sure. They've extended their 4th of July sale. So, at the time that we're reading this, guys, if you use Freedom 30 at checkout, you will receive 30% off your subscription. Freedom 30 at checkout at onxmaps.com. The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Whoa, whoa. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, how do you feel about calling Scott Bird's all? I mean, I feel like, um, the Miracle Man? Well, do you call him the Miracle Man when his truck is in pieces? It's like rest in peace, Old Smokey. I think I counted eleven
1: rolls, ten rolls. I he said it was between eight and nine. I'll put the video up because it, it's. I think it's more than that. Don't we'll, you think everyone's seen it by now? No, no, no. I think yeah. I think you have to go to uh, to Chuckles Garage and uh, check out Old Smokey's uh, crash and the thing that is. I don't want to say funny because funny is the wrong word yes it's definitely the uh, wrong word but i would say i would say the thing that that is uh humorous about it is after he is in the driver's seat and takes inventory of himself and basically is like i got all my fingers and to- toes he gets out and he takes a breath then he realizes he has a gopro and so he reaches goes, in and he, gets a GoPro. he goes
2: back inside
1: <laughs> wipes off the lens and goes i'm okay <laughs> which I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, that amused he me. He knew though. that it was going to be the
0: video that went viral for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, for those of you that don't know, Scott Birdsall was racing Old Smokey, his 1949 Ford F100, which is a 6.7 liter Cummins powered compound turbo behemoth of a truck that held the world record until this last 101st running of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. And unfortunately, said truck went off Lightning's Corner or Lightning Corner, I believe it's called. <laughs> yes.
1: right. I don't think it's your. I don't think it's your. I think I se? tried to kill Scott Birdsall. Uh, is what happened there. No. Okay, so I'm I'm putting it up on the uh, on the big screen here in the uh, in the studio, and I want you mm-hmm. to count the number of rolls. Sure, let's do it, it. That it takes. Okay. Yep, goes off the cliff, rolls. I,
0: I mean, can't see it from that angle.
1: Let's see the in-car footage. All right, here so, we go. so here he is, and he cuts over to try and catch the wheel to slow himself down after he realizes he has no brakes. Goes up on two wheels, and
0: whoa, off over there. Oh, the okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, Holy crap, I hadn't done that before.
1: Yeah. 11? It did look like 11. It's either 10 or 11. I'm pretty sure it was 11. Oh, my God. But but you got to pull the audio out and and put it in here where he says, I'm okay. All right, (laughs) I'll put it right here. I'm okay. All
0: right, let's call the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Birdsall of Chuckles Garage.
2: What's going on,
1: guys? Mr. Scott Birdzall, defying death. Hey, are uh, you ready for us to exploit our relationship with you and your tragedy for podcast clicks?
2: I mean, yeah, let's do it. That's what <laughs> I'm here for, right? Okay,
1: good. Uh, we have a uh, slightly inappropriate jingle for you. It's not perfectly in line, I would say, with what happened, but the sentiment's there. So yeah. uh, go ahead, Lightning. There right. we go. truck
0: drug drugtales and fails, drugtales. Truck tails,
2: Truck tells and Fails. Are so
0: you still working on that old truck? Man, you'll never finish it, you stupid schmuck. Oh, yes, I will. I'll get her up and running, and then I'll cruise by, and I'll come a-revving. So
2: come on, then, and finish it up. I want to hear what
0: it took to build this truck.
2: Well, the truck is done in all its glory. Come on, sit down. I'll tell you the story.
0: Truck tails and Fails.
1: That stings a little yeah, bit. That uh, does sting a little bit. <laughs> it was funnier when it was just you and me talking about yeah. it, but now that Scott's on the phone, I think he wants to hit us. Does it feel inappropriate? It does feel yeah. inappropriate. Well, no, that, that, that was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I feel dirty about this because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not emotionally ready to talk to you about it, but you said it was okay. And, like, day, I hit you up the day after, and you're like, dude, I didn't even need Advil today. And I'm like, what, what guardian angel was riding with you?
2: I'm not quite sure, but all I know is I fell 175 vertical feet, landed on my roof, and then rolled down to 715 feet. I I really honestly didn't have a bruise or scratch on me.
1: Well, you said that after you had climbed out, you did get an injury, and that was climbing the cliff
2: face back up to the road. It's kind of comical, actually. So I crash, turn the truck off, get up, kind of sit around and... You know, looked at the scenery, contemplated life for a minute. Did you hear? No, no, I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear any. Um,
0: oh. Any. Uh, <laughs> Do, what, what, was was Paul Moyer from NBC News standing by saying that was awful. I mean, that was they, that was awful.
2: No, but I feel like Joe Rogan like popped out of snow and had his had his mic ready to go. He was going <laughs> <like>, to <laughs> kind of, interview me. He was instead climbing up the hill. And you know how, like, when snow melts around rocks, it creates a void? Well, I stepped in one of them and racked my shin on a boulder, Ugh. but that was pretty much it.
1: So so we watched your video, which is uh, on the Chuckles Garage YouTube page, and uh, we counted at least 10, possibly 11 rolls, and you said only 8 or 9. I think you're just being modest.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to flex on people, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that moment when you're,
0: take us through that, from the starting line up till lightning corner. How was the truck feeling? How was it acting? Uh, was everything in order?
2: Yeah, so this, this is version seven of the truck, and it is the most composed, best handling version of it it's ever been. It handles great. I mean, it still has too much power coming out of hairpins. It just boils the tires off, but overall like i was in like this awesome flow state and i was in a killer groove all my section times were way faster than Smokey's ever run up there you know first section down killer time second section killer time third section killer time now so scott the
0: the weather is beautiful up there correct like this is perfect unlike previous years
2: yeah no it was perfect and i was motivated man you know like the record had just fallen and i'm like well you know what i'm gonna I'm going to prove a point, and I'm going to get this record back in a 75-year-old truck. wasn't driving over my head, well within my limits. And then, you know, as a in the uh, in the fourth section, I'm gaining tons of ground because most Pikes Peak cars have a lot of trouble at the top, but Smoky doesn't. The thing, it just it's so heavy and so stable, you can just bomb through all the bumps. You know, I'm coming up the a section I call the elevator because it's like the longest, steepest climb on the whole on the whole course and it's, and it's dead straight. And then you're coming into lightning corner and, uh, you know, I lift to, uh, set, set the truck in on the brakes and my foot instantly hit that firewall. And I, and I just, you know, it was, it was probably the worst feeling in 30 years of racing. Like I, my heart just went, went through my head, you know, up through my throat and, And, uh, you know, I had, I had a couple choices, you know, I could, um, I could try to make the corner, but I knew I was carrying far too much momentum because I, I didn't even scrub any, any speed and I wasn't leaving anything on the table. So the only, the only other choice I had was to, uh, turn in and try to scrub some speed off in the ditch. Well, when I did that, I was just going too fast and it just bounced the truck up and shot me off. So.
0: Tell us about that corner. Is that a 90, a 45? Because there are sweeping turns that are called corners. That are, you call them because you're a racer, a corner, but it's not really a hard left or a hard right. What was this turn?
2: Uh, it's a hard left. It was. Okay. Like, if I was in the LMP car, I could have made it. I could have just, like, coasted around it. But old Smokey doesn't pull three Gs. So <laughs> I just kind of, yeah, I did what I could. I scrubbed the speed and... It wasn't going to work out either way, but (laughs) I feel like it at least put me in a better spot of the mountain to roll down.
1: So the spot where you rolled was covered in snow, which obviously helped. And the spot, if you would have gone off straight, if you missed that turn, would have been boulders and all sorts of things like that. And it probably would have not ended with you crawling out and banging your shin on a rock and and not needing Advil the next day.
2: I think that would have been really bad news if I would have went off um, farther off in the corner. This is a text
1: thread that uh, I texted Scott and I said, Hey, check it on you to see how you're doing today. He's like, Yeah, thanks, buddy. I'm fine. Literally zero physical harm. The uh, truck is completely destroyed. And uh, I'm like asking him a bunch of stupid questions like the day after, like, You heartless son of a bitch. How big was the drop off? <laughs> and I'm so damn sad about Smokey. And did the brakes boil? And I'm you know, glad you're okay, but I have all these questions. And I, I made the mistake of saying, so, you know, he writes back and says, Old Smokey's dead. It looks like Godzilla played kickball with it. This was before he posted the videos on social where we had a chance to see the truck, right? And I said to him, so what's your focus now, the LMP2? And you know, he writes back, LMP1, I'm not poor, LOL. <laughs> 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 so he, uh, he maintained his, uh, his sense of humor, and I'm sorry for disparaging you with the LMP2 comment
2: yeah I, you know what I think back to the sense of humor thing, like that's how I kind of keep myself grinding through through anything that's really shit. you know I'd try to find the humor in it, and I think that was part of me getting back in the truck and saying, I'm okay. you know it was obvious that I was okay, but that's the best kind of uh fix is is humor.
0: any idea, Scott, what the technical reason was for the the brake failure
2: i haven't I haven't even had the heart to look at the truck since we dragged it into the trailer, so. Um, I figure after Bonneville, we'll pull it out and see what the heck happened.
0: So you guys had to actually winch that thing up hundreds of feet up rocks, and it does. that. The, you said it looked like Godzilla played kickball with it, and that's true. It looks like he started with a front end and yeah. just mashed it. Yeah. And so the radiators <laughs> moved over, the
1: intercoolers are all effed up, and it's... Well, when he put it on the trailer, he showed the picture of it, like all the spare parts that had flown off of it were in the pickup bed. And I thought, well, that's a good use of a pickup truck. Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, it finally got used to haul something, whether it was its own itself. body parts or not. <laughs> too, too soon? Uh, yeah, a okay. little bit you too can't, soon. You can't, say it's, you can't say it's not a truck. It's got, it's got half a truck in the bed. Is that,
1: is, does that make me a horrible human, that that's what I thought about when I saw the video? At first it went, oh, my God, old Smokey went, oh, there's shit in the bed. It's good.
2: <laughs> I got to say, the, the cage and the chassis... Have to be the toughest things I've ever seen. I mean, 175 vertical feet at 90 or so miles an hour, like onto the roof. That's that's a lot of energy, and the and the cage didn't didn't deform um, heightway as much at all. What was the
1: construction? Um, what did you use to build the cage? And you know, was there anything special that you put into it because you knew it'd be you driving it?
2: No, no, it's just it's inch and three quarter uh, mild steel DOM. I prefer that over chromoly because you know. All heat treating processes is required with the uh, chromoly to to make it a strong cage. Like if you just TIG weld chromoly together, like it's not as strong as as a uh, mild steel DOM cage is done right. Yeah, inch and three quarter, one twenty wall DOM, um, and I just made it all triangles, no squares. You know, there's a if there's a square part in it, I put a I put a big tube gusset in it, Then I tried to build it to the uh, FIA rally uh, rulebook.
1: And what was the safety equipment you were wearing? Because you had actually done a shout-out for your seat, your belts, your, your harness, oh, yeah. your Hans, Dude. your helmet. Like, it's amazing. And you posted pictures of, I think, your helmet. Pretty unbelievable what you went through. So maybe shout-out to the safety equipment you are using and, and what you're decision- just
2: Yeah, it, was a it wasn't just the cage. Like, it 100% had to be my seat, belt, and uh, helmet manufacturer. Because, number one, the seat. So my I use saw belt seats and belts where I wear a, a sawbelt fire suit and I run a full containment sawbelt GT pad seat. You can watch the video. I'm looking like I'm in a paint paint mixer in that thing. The The seat kept me good. You know, I wear a Stilo helmet and a Hans device from Holly, you know, the it's every I'm untouched. So props to all those guys.
0: Dumb question. What does the seat fastened to? Because I've seen race cars where there's only four bolts holding this amazing race seat to the to the body yeah. and I think so, man I'm like the,
1: the 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 seat can launch out just rip right out yeah, of these four bolts. I mean bolts. if you're not using, you know, the right bolts and you don't have enough of them and it shears off inside the cage, or I mean what are the you're bolts basically in a paint. To? Yeah, you're basically yeah. in a paint mixer. And that's not a good thing either. Yeah.
2: One other thing I also designed in the smoky, thank you for asking, is um it's a it's a full containment cage. So there's bars that run across the floor all the way across. There's an anti-engine uh, intrusion beam that runs uh, from the seat bars that go all the way across all the way up to the dash bar. That way the engine can't come in. Because, you know, the engine's already sunk back three cylinders behind the firewall, and there's not much room in that truck. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't crushed by a 1,200-pound Cummins.
1: It would be, um, it'd be crappy to survive the crash only to, uh, you know, be destroyed by... Pieces of Your the engine. truck,
2: yeah. Yeah, or to be bludgeoned to death by a giant motor. And the anti-intrusion bar definitely did its job because the engine is completely smashed against it. And the seat bars obviously help too because if you build a cage and then you mount the seat to the floor, which is made out of sheet metal, and it's like the squishiest, weakest part of the whole structure. Totally. Like what, what gets destroyed in a massive rollover? The structure. And then you are bolted to the—you are sitting on the structure. The best case design, if you have the room for it, is to uh, build the cage as a containment vessel and mount your seat to the cage. Now,
0: when you hit—there there were some people um, in the office at work, and, and I saw some chatter online. I think it's deceiving. When you hit—you tried to scrub the speed by just—you're going to go left. There's a left turn, but you're going to yeah. go left into and, the hillside. And there's a
1: ditch. There, basically, imagine there's a drainage ditch that's like a V-ditch to the left— of the pavement before the hill goes up and you decided to turn into the um, into the the hillside basically in order to scrub yeah. up speed but when you did it upset the chassis and popped you up on uh, your two outside wheels. Yeah, it launched you up yeah. but I, what some of the people were I, s- I saw online
0: they were thinking that you went to hit the brake and hit the gas pedal hit hit the throttle because when you launched off the off the cliff The RPMs rose and you could go, you could see, you could Uh, hear it go. That's because I
2: just, that's because I braced myself like an idiot and the the gas pedal just happened to be where I was bracing myself. Stretched your legs and pinned it. Well, that was after I, after I was airborne, I did that. So if you, if you can hear me going into the corner, you know, if you turn your brightness up on the screen, you can see my left leg stabbing at the brake, trying to get it to do something. And when it's doing that, you know, I don't usually wear like a, a suit with pant legs on it but I did this time because we had like a cowboy thing going on. But my pedal box is really close together. And when I was stabbing at that, I was, I was catching my, my throttle foot a little bit. So you can hear it coming. It's not like enough throttle to, to accelerate the truck, but it's, it's you can hear it go like neutral throttle a couple times before I hit the corner. But yeah, yeah. Like
0: the end of the day, this was an issue of the brakes failing because you can see it on camera and not you accidentally hitting the throttle, sending you off the corner.
2: No, that would be completely retarded, and I'm not that stupid. Right, so, right. It's, uh, when I first posted, it, it was hard because, like, you know, I just I can't handle keyboard warriors. Like, guys sitting in their crap stained you know, like, simulator <laughs> chairs in their mom's basement, like, making comments. You know, making comments about pro racers. Bro, that do I've race taken that corner you know.
1: 500 times in old Smokey uh, and PlayStation. <laughs>
2: Dude, it's, it's, it's so stupid. You know, I had to eviscerate this one guy on there. Usually I don't eat troll, the trolls, but <laughs> he, ended up, he ended up deleting his comment. But the amount of people that that just look at the pictures and don't read the book blow my mind. Um,
1: I was one of them because I think I saw the video and I didn't read the description. I actually asked you a couple of questions and you're like, read, read the, the description. description. I'm like, oh, sorry. There it is. <laughs> I saw that to you. Yeah, so then I understood after that. and went, okay. He, now, yeah,
0: he said everything right, except now, he did get the number of rolls wrong. That's that's right. Exactly. And
1: now I have a a uh, extra uh, set of questions after reading. I'm like, okay, well, fine. That just made me more curious about this <laughs> stuff over here. Al, you're so insensitive. You know, I know. The guy just yeah, rolled amazing, down a hill. You know what would be really insensitive? What? Asking for a souvenir of old Smokey for the pod shed.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to actually offer you one. We would love to. Can we have a tail ends? A it's tail end. Yeah,
0: I think like a, you know. That's I want the wing. We'll oh, just the put wing. it on the roof of the pot. Oh, shed. that would be
1: cool. My wife would not. No, no, that. no. no. It can can have, something we can hang from the, the ceiling. Yeah, maybe.
2: Have the wing. That's mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but we would love to have a a piece of Old Smoky uh, that we could uh, stare at it, it, lovingly. I can
2: give you a wing end. Ca- I can give you a wing end cap. Done. Sold. Do I have to go? Do I have to <laughs> drive up there and pick it up? Um, no, I can send it to you, but you got to freaking pay for it. or trade me a hat or something.
1: Deal. We'll that's worth a right. truck show podcast hat. How about I drive up there, pick it up, buy you lunch,
2: give you a hat. You've
0: been saying you're going to drive know, up there but for this is over four years. I know, but I have to yeah, do
2: you're it. You're full of it, bro. It's how many podcasts have we done, and you're like, oh <laughs> four. yeah, we're come all today. of them,
1: because <laughs> yeah. I'm busy.
2: Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Well, listen, Scott, we were both scared, uh, but but instantly relieved that you were you were well, you were fine, and obviously yeah. it sucks to lose Old Smokey. that truck. You know, look,
1: how many trucks are there that are famous? That there are aren't Hot Wheels, that, that I mean, are PlayStation, that are, you know, hold a record, a legitimate I record mean, holder. I
0: don't, other that. than like Bigfoot and maybe Bro Dozer for a minute, but that's already gone. I don't know any other trucks that kids like, that is rad, dad. Uh, and, you know, and they're making toys of it. So that's tragic, but it did, end it, it's like, it's kind of a,
1: Glorious cool. ending. So, right? hold on. So, I have a question. So, this is this might be kind of insightful for people who are curious. What happens? You, you you had just bought this amazing, uh, built uh, this freedom, uh, in was it Freedom Engines at Cummins, right? They're
2: uh, dude, that thing was still running. <laughs> I know that's one of the
1: things like, in the video. You can see you can see it still going after the roll, like that thing is awesome. Yeah. But, like, what happens as a racer? You know, obviously, you're tied in with Amsoil and Toyo Tires, and you've got a lot of your own money in there, and you've got sponsorship deals. What happens when you wreck? Like, what's the phone call? How have the sponsors been? Like, what's that look like from both a personal standpoint and, then like, a business standpoint?
2: From a business standpoint, it sucks, because I personally have to eat a giant chunk of money to fix a thing. You know, unfortunately, the way the Internet works now, it's like, you know, stuff like this gets tons of press, so... You know, I don't know what would get more press if I broke the record or if I, if I freaking, you know, toss it down a mountain, but both achieve the same thing, like click-wise. One's
1: easier, though. Yeah.
2: You know, with myself, I'm disappointed. Um, you know, crashing isn't always the best-case scenario, but, you know, this is motorsport. And, um, you know, sometimes you have component failures. Sometimes you make uh, driver errors. You know, like I did in 2018, I made a driver error and I ended up in the ditch, but. You know, I was able to fix a truck and come back from that one. All the sponsors have been super supportive. Everybody's calling me, checking up on me. No one's really said anything negative to me. So, you know, shout out to all my sponsors because they've all been super cool about it. So, And they all know how bullheaded I am and how how I'll just come back in 24 with a vengeance anyways. So,
0: Where does old Smokey live? Where will it live? Because I feel like you could put this in a museum somewhere like it's not NHRA but it like like Gale Banks has a bunch of his vehicles at the NHRA museum in a wing the old smokey should be somewhere i feel like peterson museum or where, somewhere revived lightning hopefully i don't think he's going to revive uh, it man, i think he's moving nice. on to the lmp car and he well, here and here's why he, that's why i'm asking well, the question about here, what's and, and i don't know happen. this and i haven't discussed it with him but you get ask him he's on the phone i, I will in a second okay, but freaking mittens one right so our frenchman with the giant hands and his little tiny tri-turbo, whatever the hell that car is, it has he he beat Scott's record. And this yeah. is and the one know, guy. This is the one dude.
2: He, he finally did it. It's and the, uh, congratulations yes. to him. I just wish uh, I just wish he was a better person about being you know a sportsman. And um, you know maybe his personality was a little different. But you know other than that, like good on him. Like he did. He did something he's been trying to do for years. So,
0: but it's the one guy he didn't want to beat him. Like it's he would have yeah, been. fine. that just stuff.
1: that just feeds the fire. That's why I'm asking. Okay, so we know the LMP1 car is a possibility. We've got the the Bonneville record truck that he's going to focus on. Are you going to go back and try and beat the truck, uh, the diesel record with the truck? Or are you going to go hit it up with the uh, with
2: the LMP car, or does some oh, the version
1: old, of of Old Smokey the, come um, back?
2: The LMP1. Um, I was supposed to drive that this year, but you know we kept having. Uh, after we put the supercharger on it, we kept having an engine problem. So it's going to go back to uh, Freedom to get the uh, the head o-ringed and uh, and fire-ringed, so we don't have any more any more issues with that.
1: Real quick, not to pull us too far off of topic, but that's a eco diesel that you have a supercharged turbo setup on, and you had just yeah. posted weeks ago the engine and kind of talked about it and i i think i texted you then and i'm like dude we got to come on the show talk about that engine and would love to know more about it I, are you are you ready to divulge or is that a conversation for, uh, for
2: later i got no secrets so it's a it's a 3 liter uh, vm matori um eco diesel and uh freedom racing engines built it last year we ran uh, compound turbos on it and because of its displacement it was a little laggy so we went with the super turbo setup and uh, I basically took a, a bank's um, eco diesel intake, machined the top, uh, machined a nice blower hat for it, and uh, you know welded that together, and made you know and then built the whole blower drive and everything else. With the kind of violent instantaneous boost, um, we found the limit of the stock head gaskets, and unfortunately, we found that too late to be able to fix it in time for Pikes Peak. Um, because you know, I felt that if we just, you know, it, it happened a couple times, and if we just uh, machined it and took it to Pikes Peak, then it's just going to happen again within the first couple practices, unless we turned, unless we turned the initial boost down to like something that would just make it laggy and uncompetitive again.
1: So, isn't there a rule so at Pikes Peak that, that you can only be in one class? So, was <clears throat> Old Smokey a last-minute add, or was somebody else going to drive that when the LMP1 came out? Then so did you yeah, choose? So
2: I was bringing both, and my friend Tyler Pappas was going to drive Old Smokey. Um, but when we had the issues with the LMP at the, uh, right, at, right before we were supposed to leave. You fired him and ended uh, your friendship. Well, I didn't fire him. He's still a homie. <laughs> um, I, just said, I just said, hey, buddy, I can't, like, I can't show up to Pike's Peak and uh, not drive my own vehicle. So he understood. He ended up putting his BMW road race car together. Bringing that and then winning the uh, Alcon Hard Charger Award. So, uh,
1: damn. All right. Well, that's yeah. a good uh, turn of events, right? Very cool. You
0: and I were talking about the Eco Diesel, and you were saying yeah. that at idle it had how, how much
2: boost? So, that thing just sitting there idling makes 5.8 psi a boost. <laughs> so, that's light switch response,
0: right? Remember when it's, we like, like, uh, Lockjaw at one point had eight pounds of boost, which was, it was generating too much heat because it was
2: boosting at idle. And Right, yeah, that's too much. I think five I think five to six PSI is what you want. We, we're probably going to bring it down to like four. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's instantaneous response. And then, you know, this thing's making, you know, 11, 1200 pound feet of torque in a, you know, sub 3000 pound car. Like, it's just, it's incredibly violent. And um, it's just, it's like, just like smoky. That's what I want. Like, I like lots of power, like right away, like just nasty, hateful, violent power. And, um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to fix, we're going to restructure the head. Freedom is having some custom, uh, head studs made for it out of a special alloy that'll get fixed. And the bottom ends are strong as hell on those things. So as long as we keep it under 4,500 RPM, we should be good.
1: So do you think that uh, some version of Old Smoky is revived Old Smoky 2 or parts of the vehicle show up somewhere? Or are you moving on from that now and it'll be all about the LMP2 car? Or LMP1? Um, Sorry, I know you're not poor. Sorry, LMP1.
2: Well, now, gosh, you just keep trying to slight me there. You know, it's a Honda, not a Kia. (laughs) Uh, Well, right now, I'm it's on back burner because the chassis was built so strong in that thing. There may be a slight possibility that Smokey can come back as like a wild street truck. Um, I approve, but we don't know. So we got to pull it out and do an autopsy on it and, and see what's saveable and what's not. If it's, if it's more than like 50% gone, then I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to forklift it up onto one of the big Connex boxes here and, Leave leave a an homage of the dangers of Pikes Peak.
1: Uh, hashtag thoughts and prayers.
0: Yep. <laughs> what was the feeling when you came off of uh, it, it, you were probably up at the top, or what, what happened when you got in the tow truck and drove down? Like, what was the response when you met up with your crew and in the press?
2: Um, you know, I kind of uh, I kind of avoided people interviewing me because uh, there was there was a bunch, and I was like, you know, just. Leave me alone! <laughs> I just, I just wrecked my pride and joy and lost my record. Like, let me chill for a minute. So I kind of, uh, I kind of just went around to my friends and uh, chatted, chatted with them a little bit. Kind of, uh, got a bunch of hugs. And my team was just like dejected, like they had just gone through like, you know, an emotional roller coaster. Just like my wife at home. Like on the uh, broadcast, you know, when someone crashes, they just cut away from it. And uh, they didn't say much about my crash for a minute. And then they said I was okay. But, like, those few minutes, that's, like, an eternity for your loved ones and your crew. Especially when they know you went off, like, above Devil's Playground. Like, it's all bad after that. I had a lot of support when I got back to the paddock.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine your uh, your battery on your phone. You, you probably lost 50% in the next 20 minutes
2: just from people texting you if you're okay. And Just the other day, I mean, it's been, like, a week just the other day, I finally got back to all the messages and DMs that I had because I almost couldn't use Instagram because I I, I was like, well, where are my messages? There, there's freaking bazillion of them in here.
1: Well, and half of them are um, just memes from me, so... <laughs> what a dick you are. I think I got like...
2: I, I think there was like a backlog of six to ten memes from you. <laughs> so,
1: so what's funny is I knew that you were getting caught up and back in business when you started responding and sending me memes again. I'm like, all
2: right, he's back. Yeah. He's healthy. He's good. Yeah. That's, that's like the that's like the bat signal that I'm okay. I'm like, he's pooping right now, he's good. Yeah. As, soon as you get the, as soon as you get the inappropriate pooping memes, yeah. we're good. <laughs>
1: well, so all right. LMP one car. Old Smokey, TBD, but you've got the Bonneville yep. truck, so you're still a truck racer, so we can still be friends with you. Why don't you uh, give us an update on where that truck is now and kind of what the uh, the go-forward plans are for that this year? Because Bonneville, for okay. those who don't know, is it's coming
2: up in August. Yes. Yeah. So I've got like a 50% completed truck here that we've got like three weeks to put together, which we'll do it. It's a pretty simple build, but it's an uh, early 90s. Toyota Hilux extra cab, and it's powered by a 1400 horsepower methanol burning 2JZ GTE. Yeah. So. <clears throat> All
0: right, you
1: can stop. Oh, I just, I just, just take your bell away. What's a 2JZ with methanol? Gotta... It's... no, give me my bell back. So what are you doing with this thing? You Come know here. what? Fine. You have a spare. <laughs> that awful. What are you <laughs> was awful.
0: That's well, my that's spare bell that's over there. Spare. Wait, let me hear them back to back.
2: That's the you guys are way too excited about this. <laughs> Oh it's like it's like looks like boobies next to him sitting there. Okay. You know, like my like Smokey and the L M P one and everything else, uh Amzoil is my title sponsor on that. And then uh, you know, it's just it's just like an overpowered little mini truck that sits an inch off the ground and uh, because of its class it has zero aerodynamic aids. So it should be pretty interesting. Uh, at our goal of 240 miles an hour.
1: Does that include wheel covers and things like that? Like what can you have? What is the class and what's the current record?
2: So it's a uh, mini midsize pickup. And um, the current, la- the current class record it, for the engine size that I'm running is 180 and some change. And I know the all out mini midsize record is 222. Okay. So we're trying to go, we're tr- I'm trying to go out and, and, break all of them in my rookie shot so nice we'll see how that works out
0: god with no arrow i wonder how like tail happy that gets that's the issue that so many of them seem to have you know gale was always on his podcast and he's been on our show talking about bonneville it was always the vehicles getting really light on the tail end creating a vortex just picking the ass end of the
1: vehicle up so so with no arrow aids obviously it means no wing things like that but can you Seal up seams. Can you remove the mirrors? Can you put aero covers on the wheels?
2: Like you're allowed small things. You're allowed um, roof rails, things that create turbulence in case you get sideways. You know, that's like a three-quarter inch tall little fin that spans the length of your roof on each side. Um, you're allowed uh, like aero disc wheel covers, and you're allowed um, a small front air dam. And that's that's pretty much it.
0: Now, you and I were talking about opening up, removing one of the headlights, like. Gail used to do with his Studebaker back in the day, mm-hmm. getting some of Mother Nature's pressurized air. air, right? The ram air coming in. And you mentioned that you couldn't remove a headlight because that was modifying the vehicle mm-hmm. or you needed headlights. What was that
2: deal? Headlights have to be in place. So okay. like if I wanted to build a ram air, I could do it behind the grill. But the problem with that is the the radiator takes up all that area and the, and the heat exchangers. I was going to
1: say, especially with a 1,400 horsepower 2JZ. So. Right. With the interior, I'm guessing in the class, you probably have to have the dash, but you can strip everything else out?
2: Yeah, you actually don't even have to have a dash, but I, I, I really, I've, I had one of these trucks when I was in college, so I've got kind of an affinity for them, so I wanted the dash in there just, just to kind of give me that slight reminder that this is something I used to commute in in college. Tell me you're
0: going to leave a uh, an Alpine single DIN 7618 slide out cassette player inside the in the dash.
2: The actual like an actual pull out that would yeah, be kind of
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah. You
0: pull it out for racing no, gonna, and you put it
1: in when it's uh-huh. in the paddock. Can you imagine For Al- lightweight, you're yeah. lightweighting Like can you
0: imagine the shot when he after he wins, he gets out and as yeah. he's like cuz it's the door is probably sealed, right? He's he's getting out and he goes, "Wait." And he reaches in, he slides yeah. the the, uh, the Alpine out. And he's got
1: his hand like a suitcase. Yeah. I hope it's a CD That's player and he has uh, sun visors with like the 15 CDs on oh, each side. Yeah. It's all like 90s music. He's <laughs> got
2: Tone Loc in uh, there. I mean, you guys are giving me some pretty good ideas here. I need to add ballast to the thing anyways. Two Live Crew? Um, <laughs> you know, I never was a fan of Two Live Crew. Uh,
1: Chili Peppers, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic? That was yeah. a good album. That was a great album. That's was a good album. A album. Uh, a good album. O- OPP?
2: No. NWA? Yes.
1: Appetite for Destruction.
2: No. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Yeah. Back, back in Black. You know, I was always like a, a heavy metal guy. Like, I never really liked like the hair metal guys or the or the pseudo grunge hair metal guys. Like Metallica wasn't quite hard enough. Yeah, Metallica up until like ninety one.
0: Yeah, he. So he was a uh, master of puppets, yeah, and then yeah. he gets in the Black Album. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so. yeah. Like I, I love you, James, but you guys got got soft on me, so.
1: So I'm guessing you're probably, if, if if you're a more of a hardcore guy, I'm guessing a, a R.E.M. Automatic for the People probably doesn't rate. No, ew. He's got to be a Pantera fan. How about The Chronic, Dr. Trey? That was a great album.
2: That was a, that was a great album. That was. No Pantera for you? Um, I used to like them. Okay. I'm kind of like a Boston hardcore kind of guy. Dropkick Murphys. No. Megadeth. You guys need to get a little more punk rock.
0: What are you like Pennywise? What are you hey, what are you talking? Why do you say Pennywise like yeah, that? They're like,
2: from
1: HB, dude. They're
0: from No, no, from from, H- H- no Hermosa. Oh,
2: jeez. No, you said, that. you said that with some uh with some spite in your voice there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't, don't, be, be, or what? don't be pooping on Pennywise. <laughs> no,
0: they're yeah, I'm, they're friendly. I'm good I'm good with Fletcher and those guys. All right, so the future is bright for Mr. Birdsall, despite the hunk of metal that is old smokey.
2: Ouch. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a truck. I mean, it, it was kind of a legend, but, you know, it's still just a, a vehicle, and vehicles can either be fixed or dispose of, and humans humans can be fixed, but, <laughs> you know, once they're broken, they're broken.
1: Well, we're, we're glad uh, you're not broken, uh, my friend, and uh, we will take you up if uh, the opportunity exists to, uh, to have a piece of old smoky memorabilia in the studio.
2: Yeah, you guys got to actually visit me instead of quit talking about it, though.
0: All right, yeah. I'll do it. That's true. That's true. I'm well, going to see him. Uh, he's going to be at the Amsoil 50th anniversary celebration in a couple of weeks.
1: That doesn't qualify for you going to see him. I will be with him, hanging out. That's not the if same if as you bring, making the effort bring, to bring, see him. Bring, if he brings free stuff, it is. <laughs> if I bring what?
2: <laughs> if he brings free things,
1: it, it counts. We'll get him some shirts. Get yeah. some stuff. Get him
0: some stickers. No, we'll go up to Santa Rosa. Is that where you are? I can't yeah, remember. Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa, Yeah. yeah.
2: Are you guys both
1: going to be at the Amsoil fiftieth thing? Nope, just Jay. Yep, that's uh, that's just a me Jay? and a Banks thing. Yep. My, that's my uh, my oldest sixteenth uh, birthday during that. So
2: it's a, a oh, big nice. one. Can't miss that. Yep, that's cool. Nice little tidbit of information. I just gave that whole interview from inside the new van.
1: Ah, oh, I love it. Oh, that's why it's quiet. Yeah. Oh, uh, I owe you a couple OVRs, the extras because I was out. Just came yesterday, and so I'll get those up to you uh, this week. Have you seen that article in uh, OVR magazine? It looks. It came out
0: great.
2: They did a killer job on those photos.
1: Yeah, the the photography on it is awesome, and uh, you know I think the guy that wrote the story is pretty good. You? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 all
0: right, if you haven't seen it, go check out OVR Magazine. It's on uh, It's uh, Borders? No. No, Bar- you, Barnes and & and Noble, Noble,
1: Books A Million, or you go to ovrmag.com. You can uh, subscribe digitally or uh, or with print. So and, if you want to uh, see this, if there's no Barnes & Noble by you, you can see this article by subscribing. Y- yes, absolutely. Okay. And uh, you can uh, see our friend uh, Scott's awesome nuke van in all of its uh, glory in detail. So if you've ever been curious about what the Nuke van looked like, the uh, the current issue of OVR has it uh was a very nice I think it's like eight pages or something. Yeah, that's the van that I got some special chocolate chip cookies made for me in. Which sounds super Dude, it's the, it's the VIP van. Which sounds super gross when you say it like that.
2: huh <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a black couch. It was more like a you sat on a cooler so it wasn't that weird. Well, there was Buffalo Check involved. There was nothing weird about it. It was good. It was a little man love. You guys like that? You guys like that little uh, segue I gave you, so you could uh, so you could plug your OVR mag. You like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was great. Was nice. You of done. Getting to, I'm getting to be an old pro with this.
1: Listen, you plug your your sponsors, I plug mine. We, you know, you scratch my back, I, I scratch yours. That's how it works.
0: Scott, we love you. I will see you in a couple of weeks out there in Wisconsin, and then uh, Holman and I will take a trek up to Santa Rosa. You have our word. We will come up there
1: before the right, end of summer. Good. Yep. All right, be well, my friend. All right, see you guys. All right, buddy. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye right, bye.
0: All right, as if uh, Scott Birdsall going into a ditch wasn't news enough for you, we got some more. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Huh? What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. <laughs> Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah. Oh, you had a kind of a deeper, bassier uh, there. Did
1: you notice that? Nope, it's just the normal. Really? uh, Yeah. No, it was lower. No, uh, totally normal. Hey, uh, lighting. Did you hear? No. Nope. The uh, rumors of the uh, 2025 Toyota Land Cruiser are getting hot and heavy, and it's uh, so it's in line with the rumors that we uh, told you on the uh, the last couple episodes where it's going to be based on the Land Cruiser Prado platform, which is shared with the new GX 550 from Lexus, the more retro Toyota-like grill. And a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, what does it mean for 4Runner, which is on the same chassis, uh, and we don't know yet. I would guess that the new Land Cruiser is going to be a three-row with a twin-turbo V6 and probably a front-locker, whereas the Forerunner will probably be a two-row with maybe the Tacoma's uh, hybrid four-cylinder and no front-locker. And uh, when they had asked uh, a Toyota executive a while back why the new GX didn't have uh, a front-locker, the reply was something to the effect of, that's Land Cruiser stuff. So I think that's a good Mm. hint to add what we're getting. So I said the GX 550 was what I believe to be a really great replacement for a Land Cruiser 80 series, but it sounds like the actual new Land Cruiser Prado coming to the U.S., which probably will lose the Prado name, will actually be the better replacement for the Land Cruiser 80 series because it's actually going to be a Land Cruiser. Okay. So the Unicorn 80 series is front, rear, and center locking differential. Front, co- rear, and center. would be pretty cool if the new one had that too and, and brought it back. But there's going to be some more, uh, I hear some retro styling to it. Um, I've heard different things about the headlights being round or square, although um, Toyota teased a Land Cruiser profile next to a old FJ40 facing each other on the socials. And people already took the GX and overlaid the side view, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's almost identical okay. with a few differences to the shaping of the bumper and the grill. everything else lines up. So it's pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be. I, for one, am super excited because as excited as I was about the GX, um, it's probably a little bit too pricey for most people, and I think the Land Cruiser is going to really hit the sweet spot. So, uh, God, crossed. I wonder what it's going to go for. This is the first Toyota I've been really excited about in a long time.
0: Not the GR Corolla
1: or whatever it is. That, that thing's uh, cool, but it's blowing yeah. up three cylinders. Have you seen some of the stories? Uh,
0: I have yeah. seen. I don't know if that's just out of proportion. You, I, know? you
1: never know. I mean, it's just like because you go a lot on the, the forum. Uh, yeah, like YouTubers and stuff, they all got that car and they beat on them. So. Well, the problem is you go online and a small percentage is is amplified. And that's what I'm saying. Everybody thinks they have the problem, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, lighting. did you hear? No. Nope. Uh, on the uh, EV front, it's kind of interesting that a uh, a Bevy of uh, manufacturers have signed on with Tesla to use their charging system. So Ford was the first automaker to uh, switch from the CCS standard to the NACS Tesla standard. Uh, It sounds like General Motors, Rivian, Volvo, Polestar, and Mercedes-Benz with possibly Hyundai-Kia, and others that are going to be switching over. So if you're Tesla and your vehicles are quasi-competitive or less competitive than they used to be because everybody else is coming out with, like, you know, real, they own the sandbox for you know, the supercharger network and now they can do licensing agreements. Isn't that amazing? Where, so they diversified their income stream. I'm sure. I don't know what the deal is going to be for other manufacturers. And the other thing is if you're Doesn't Tesla, Tesla's a,
0: they're now they're
1: uh, uh, energy company. Well, that's exactly right. Like Nikola wanted to be They're They're an energy company. So that's part of it. Although if, and then if you think about it, you're now exposing all these different EV owners to your vehicles all the time because they're seeing your logo at your charging station. The thing that's going to suck for is all the Tesla owners who are going to pull up and it's going to be a sea of everything else. And they're not Mm -hmm. going to be able to get their charger because, as we've talked about before, it's uh, at least in California where we are very what I would call charger dense. You're starting to see lines to charge vehicles now. Isn't it, though, amazing that just a few years
0: ago people were just ixnaying the Tesla, right? The car, it'll never make it. GM will trounce them. Ford will trounce them. Not only are they kicking, but they're kicking ass on the charging network. Like, they're going to electrify America faster than America Electrified, or whatever that company is called. Electrify Electri- America? America? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. actually
1: what it's called. That's
0: what they're doing. Uh-huh. It's just amazing for the company that people thought were going to get just beaten. Hey, Lighting, did you hear?
1: What? No. No, I don't think so. So I know you're a fan of the little Brazilian Ram Rampage. Love it. Uh, by the way, Ram Rampage. Yes. So, apparently, they put up, uh, like, a first batch or something like that. And the initial batch was of 500 trucks. It sold out in 28 minutes.
0: Holy crap. Just done.
1: Uh, And then... uh, This is in Brazil. Yeah, in Brazil. Okay. And there's a second batch that they ran out, like, another 1,100 more pickups. And those are all reserved. And so, delivery start in August in Brazil. But the the demand is there. The truck looks great. I think it's going to be really cool for... uh, the US market for Maverick to have a little competition uh, because Maverick is, uh, well, Maverick seems to be killing it in the small truck market mm-hmm. um, with 42,499 sold in the first half of 2023 compared to only 20,050 uh, from the Hyundai Santa Cruz. And so it looks like, you know, that market's growing. There's room for uh, competitors in there. And it would make sense for RAM to jump in on that as well. Wow, I wonder what the uh, Maverick
0: aftermarket looks like right now because I don't honestly know. Like, are there performance mods
1: for yeah. uh-huh. Livernoy? Uh, we're gonna try and get those guys on. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a tune for it. There's, uh, I think GFC has a camper for it, or I mean, there's just, there's all sorts Magnaflow of MagnaFlow have an exhaust for it? Don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll have to, oh, uh, we're, we're supposed to have Rich on soon, so. Okay. Uh, at MagnaFlow. So, uh, looking at the mid truck sales, speaking of, uh, of sales, Toyota Tacoma continues to kill it with 116,845 trucks sold. That's 7.5% change over the first half of 22. Did you say 116,000? Yeah, so if you combine the GM twins, so obviously the Colorado and the Canyon, it's 44889 eight eighty nine. Yeah. Number three is the Nissan Frontier. At, no joke. At 34139 one thirty nine, and Nissan would be second place for the first half of 2023. If you separate out Colorado and Canyon, Nissan was 34139 one thirty nine, and the Colorado was 33165 one sixty five. But check this out. Honda Ridgeline, 27430 four thirty. That's a 38% change over year over year for the first half of last year. I don't know. Maybe it's because that Honda H Sport. Package stop it, people. The... Stop
0: I mean... it, people. And, Seriously.
1: And then it's uh, just ahead of the gladiator by about a hundred units, uh then the Ford Ranger and then the Canyon at eleven thousand. Uh so anyway, kinda kinda interesting to see how so the sales go are. Go right back now. to
0: the beginning of the list here again. What was the jump between or the uh, disparity between the two top? So one sixteen 116 for 116, Tacoma, yep. th- thirty four thousand for Frontier. So stop right there. One sixteen yep. to thirty four thousand. Holy mackerel!
1: And everybody in the top three dropped percentage, and Toyota clawed some back. I wonder if they're doing deals on Tacomas right now with the new one on the way. If they're trying to clear out inventory, I doubt or what? it. I have no I idea. Doubt it. Uh, then uh, thirty three for Colorado, twenty seven for Ridgeline, twenty seven for Gladiator, twenty four thousand for Ranger, eleven thousand for Canyon. So, hey, lighting, did you hear?
2: What you talking about, Willis? For twenty
1: twenty four, Ford Maverick loses a standard hybrid powertrain. Whoa, that's not right. Why? Well, it's not going away. The Maverick will now get the uh, 2-liter EcoBoost 4-cylinder turbo as its base powertrain, while the 2.5-liter hybrid, it's not going away. It's just going to be an option. So the Gas-only model. Remember when it started, it was like $19,000? Mm-hmm. Remember the Ford Lightning was like at, oh, yeah, it's a 55, and now it's like at, I don't know, 70 or something? So what's Maverick up to now? 24995 which is not mm. as good of a deal as It's not as sweet as it was. Not as sweet. No. So twenty-five grand, Still good. Still good. Still, yeah. It's still the cheapest yeah. or one of them, but uh, you're going to pay a $1,500 premium if you want the hybrid model. God, if you had gotten in on those early orders, you're just laughing. Well, I, I bet those things are just killing it in the secondary market right now. Mm-hmm. You know, used cars. All right, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. So uh, here's the interesting story. I, I think I brought up in a previous episode a week or two ago uh, how the rules were changing and Stellantis was only going to stock 4 e vehicles in their dealerships in California and in the 14 carb states. Yeah, it was super convoluted. Okay. Like, how were you actually going to buy the, so I, the I Jeep you out, wanted? So I found out more info. Right. Okay. So Jeep Wrangler and Ford Bronco are in a sales battle right now, but these new rules take an effect in 2026. All right, so if you're in uh, California or one of the 14-plus uh, Washington, D.C. carb states, which include Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, or Washington State, Mm -hmm. you will no longer be able to buy a straight ice vehicle from Jeep off the dealer lot. You can still get one, but you can't... You have to order it. it. You have to order it. They can't or won't stock it because the rules are changing 26 and they're trying to get people ready. Here's where it's Uh, kind of messed up, though. Yeah. So apparently, Bronco will be allowed to have gas-powered, only gas-powered vehicles in those states. Porquet? So... What I've come to find out, because I was curious about that too, I'm like, well, why could I go and walk in and get an ICE Bronco, but I can't get an ICE-only Is that Jeep? carbon credits because Ford it's, it's, has ca- the Lightning? Nope. No. It's carbon credits because Ford and four other manufacturers made an agreement with CARB to say that they would do better on their emissions. And so CARB, for the sake of carbon credits, judges them on a nationwide scale in terms of sales, whereas... Jeep is being judged on just those 14-plus Washington, D.C. So there's not they parity. Get, uh, how did they get asked out of that deal? So I guess they decided not to sign on, so they don't have mm. the special carb consideration that Ford and four other manufacturers have. So that means that you could walk in and buy a regular gas-powered Bronco, but not a regular gas-powered Jeep. So is that going to hurt their sales? Because it's California— I mean, that's a pretty giant state for sales. So I have to think yes,
0: because people just, they whiplash by, right? Well, they just, totally. they, And yeah. so
1: Stellantis is gaming the system by putting the, you know, every electrified vehicle. And conversely, in the non-14 states, they're not going to stock 4xe's. They're only going to stock ICE. And so now they're breaking it up because they have to game the system versus some of their competitors who don't. Right. But I've already talked to some dealers who are like, oh, we're just going to say Joe Smith ordered one and then oh, backed really? out. So I I think there's going to be- got 50 customers that just <laughs> mysteriously <laughs> didn't pick them up. Yeah, it's really? Oh, wow. Weird. Mm, strange. But, I strange. Mean, just sitting here. That doesn't sound right. It, it, it's, it's crazy. So it's Ford, BMW, Honda, VW, and Volvo are the five companies that made a deal with CARB organizers, and they pledged to meet certain emissions goals. And so they receive more credits and then leeway and how the credits are calculated, again, nationwide, versus uh, Jeep being part of Stellantis, they are only able to calculate off the 14 states right. plus DC. It is disgusting it, it, how much it, how much pull the California Air Resource no, Board it's, has. It's horrible because you look at the how the impact affects the entire automotive industry, but also... Carbon credits trading around does nothing for emissions. It's 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 a joke. Like, oh, so you're going to pollute more on this part of the country but not these places? I mean, come on. It's it's cars are so freaking clean now. Like go after other things like the freaking super tankers out here, you know, burning bunker oil. Oh, I saw. Oh, my
0: God. There's now people talking about the freighters and yeah. they want. Oh, the funniest thing I heard on NPR this week. Oh, my God. This woman is talking about how there's a group that's going after tankers and how to clean them up. And she suggests that why can't they use wind power? And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. She goes, oh, they can, they can, uh, there's a design out there where there's yeah. two really large sails. Mm-hmm. I go, no. it's a 30 yeah. million ton brick in the ocean it ain't gonna be moved by any no. sail it would have to the sail would be up to the stratosphere no, it was are you kidding me with that
1: yeah yeah they are they
0: have no freaking clue yeah.
1: no freaking clue yep hey lightning uh have you heard? <laughs>
0: No 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 no, no. 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 no.
1: no, 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 no. No, I haven't heard damn it. All right. Well, <laughs> if you if you uh look up on the uh on the uh the pod shed here, there's you, I know you love patent drawings. Uh-huh. Oh, that's but, a Bronco with a guy standing out the roof so Ford is, has patented a way for you to off-road while standing up and control the vehicle <laughs> through capacitive <laughs> touch on the windshield frame. No. And while uh. it's it's humorous. Uh-huh. you look at it and you're going, well that's how people die in rollovers. Yes maybe that's not super
0: smart. Why would they do this this is a, <laughs> this is like a hand drawing of a Bronco <laughs> and a dude in a button down shirt and his in his collar his, shirt with his, his hands thing, on the
1: windshield frame yeah
0: his windshield frame and he's yeah. like tapping what you would assume is like buttons, right? On the windshield frame. <laughs> Stop it, people. I, I mean...
1: Well, this it, is why
0: Carb hates us. Because jackasses uh, are freaking trying to drive from... out. What, he's got to ghost ride the whip I, from outside? Is that what he's I doing? Did I tell you
1: that that actually looks like the first ticket I ever got? Oh, no, you did not. No? You were popping out of your, so what, 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 87, like a ranger? 87 Accord LXI. Uh-huh, out and, the sunroof. And I st- stood through the sunroof through an intersection following my buddy as the light turned... Orangeish, uh huh. And as I went through the intersection with my hands in the air, kind of like that guy, I looked to my left and there's a motor officer sitting right oh. there. <laughs> so that was my that was my very first ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, he knew my mom, and he only wrote me for running a red and nothing else because he really? knew she would probably beat my ass. That would have been a bad ticket. <laughs> that would yeah. have
0: been bad. So you know, what we used to do. My buddy Dave had a uh, an old Accord. I don't know whatever it's like late '80s Accord. And, pop-up
1: headlights. Uh, pop-up headlights. Correct. Yeah, Eighty-six to eighty-nine.
0: Yeah. So he was really lanky. Okay. Uh-huh. So me and my two buddies would sit in the back seat. Dave would sit in the front seat on the passenger side. No one in the driver's seat. So the center console only extended down to where your knee was. So he's sitting on the on the passenger side, left hand over on the wheel, left foot on the brake and the uh, and the gas. So there's no one driving. So there's three guys in the back seat and a passenger. And we pull up to the light, and ev- invariably someone would look over and not see anyone driving. And here we go, yep. going down the street with a, a pass-
1: all passengers, no driver. So my dad had an old, uh, I think it was a, a Malibu, and all those old GMs, they had the same steering column for 400 years, and the keys would wear out on them so you could pull them out while driving. Mm-hmm. So his buddy, while they're driving down the street, grabs his keys and threw them out into a field. <laughs> <laughs> <had> to go <laughs> <Yes>. find them. <laughs> yes. Uh, friends are... Dude, they are <laughs> do you see like sport bike
0: guys or like they'll drive they'll ride along and one sport bike guy will reach over and dekey the other guy
1: and toss the keys and the guy just comes to a stop on the highway so wrong mm-hmm. it's great it's wrong with you people mm. this is why we can't have nice things hey lighting did you hear no no nope i heard and it's freaking awesome okay did Share? you did you see that the uh, 24 gmc canyon at4x aev edition got dropped no. So we talked about the AEV Bison version for the Colorado? Yeah, it's super sexy. I actually think the GMC looks better. Okay. It's 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 stunningly. Because good. the grills are always better on the GMC. Uh, just here I'll, I'll I'll throw it up for you. I think it is a great-looking truck. Obviously, you're adding to it 35-inch tires, mm-hmm. AV wheels. Those are nice wheels. Rock sliders, yep. full skid plating on the Are underneath. those beadlocks? They're I believe they're beadlock capable. Okay. Also, uh, still comes with the uh, the DSSVs. That's new for the Canyons because it was a domain of the Chevy trucks, and now they're getting the uh, the Multimatic dampers on them now, too. It's like five grand just in dampers all the way around. Yeah, those, those shocks are awesome. The interior looks great. Rock rails on it. Full skid plating. A winch bumper with a come-up winch on it. Look how integrated that looks. It looks the, the, so uh, good. Oh, wait a minute.
0: Hold on. Pause. AV these, branding. These look very, very similar to what we saw
1: at Overland Expo those bumpers on the GMC AV heavy duty. Yeah, yeah. So they're making a whole family, but it's wow. it's a great looking truck. Uh AV rear bumpers with uh actual rated um Toe shackles. shackles on the back. Oh, shackles, yeah. yeah. And look at the interior. Two tone, three tone, three tone. Oh it's yeah. Red, black, white, AV uh stitching on the headrests and uh red uh contrast stitching and seat belts it looks like too which is super rad. That's bitch and it's going to get a
0: little dirty but but killer looking. So
1: anyway, I uh, I'm super stoked. We won't uh we won't belabor it too much because we've talked about the Colorado and it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. But holy freaking A is that truck gorgeous. I think that's going to be the, the truck to be. Think about it. You get from the factory everything that you would upgrade. You don't even need to do suspension on it. You're already running 35s on a midsize. Like, what's there left to do? You put in your, your cargo stuff, like your fridge slide. You put in your Midland GMRS radio and your OnX, and and you go enjoy it. At
0: some it. point, they're going to offer those products you just, and off, you j- just and recommended.
1: You literally won't have to go buy any of that stuff later. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Hey, Lighting, did you hear...
0: I don't watch the news because I'm a
1: kid. Nope, haven't heard. All right, so uh, Truck House BCR Camper. So this is a more AV vein of Saw news. that. So Very it, cool looking. Ram 3500. It looks like a Prospector XL without a bed, but it has Truck House's carbon fiber, basically house. I mean, Dude. That thing is so cool. And I so re-
0: this is unlike like a, a Lear or one of
1: those other brands that are cool, but this well, is... This is a bolt-on camper yes. that bolts to the frame. It doesn't slide in the bed. There's no bed on this. Uh, but it's, I'm saying it's, but this is rounded. It looks a little more aerodynamic. Well, it is. Check this out. The windows are all in. Oh, what? They, they actually have computational fluid dynamics of wind flow, and they have like little vents that channel wind around it to make the aerodynamics of the camper even better that's great and look at solar on top integrated uh dual vents on the on the top so uh, this, the, the,
0: the, what I love about it are the windows that look nothing looks like they
1: cobbled it together from, everything yeah, is integrated yeah nothing looks like it came from camping world like it, <laughs> yeah it's, good point right right I mean it's it's all really uh really high-end looking stuff. But Truck House is basically going to be doing. If you remember, they did the Tacoma one that was at SEMA a couple years ago, yeah. And we talked about that. So they're coming on the show hopefully sometime in August, and then we've got an opportunity to uh see the prototype once it's uh being built. But
0: now, can we afford them? Can can we you afford you and me? To, yeah, no, can we afford to have them as guests? We because they're it's spendy, everything they do oh, is yeah, spendy. that's
1: why we're only having them as guests. We okay. can't afford to buy anything all from right, them, but. Right. Uh, now, I think, I think this is going to be uh, pretty crazy. So uh, it's in the prototype stage. Deliveries will be spring of next year, but you can place a $10,000 deposit down to reserve the uh, luxury camper on wheels. So what is the price? Because they don't sell just the house on the back. They no, sell the whole truck, you get the truck, whole 80 right? Prospector XL with 40s with it bolted on the back. So the Toyota Tacoma-based version, the BCT that they did in 2021, mm. was uh dollars okay but the technology that's in this is really fascinating so we're gonna uh, we're going be able to talk to those guys and talk about you know how they how they build it and all that we'll have more on the show later but it was one of those things that came up and I was like man that thing's cool yeah I mean I don't think they would let us even borrow it for a weekend I feel like talking to them is going to be like uh, when you phone up your attorney and he's charging you by the minute we're gonna get a bill for this interview yeah it's, it's better we just uh, <laughs> we so okay here's the, here's the game plan uh-huh. don't ask them to drive it when they're on the phone Oh, okay. Just stay away from that. All right. Don't, we just, we're going to come on, and then we're going to jettison them immediately before our mouths get us in any trouble that's going to cost us money. Got it. All right. I'm in. Hey, Lighting, did you hear?
0: Good God in heaven, there are just so very many ways for me to say this to you. Never. Not in a million years. Absolutely not. No way, Jose. No chance, Lance. And yet, negatory. Mm-mm. Nah. uh uh-uh. oh. And of course, my own personal favorite of all time, man falling
2: off of a cliff. No!
1: i have not heard all right well i wish i had a better story because this definitely does not live up to uh, that drop Mm -hmm. but uh we talked about the 2024 f-150 raptor getting a new freshened face and it looks like uh more vehicles both the xlt has been spotted the lariat and how about this tremor grill of the refresh up on the screen here i think it looks really good oh wow what with that interesting, like really wide honeycomb? Well, that's the, cool. Yeah, it's like a, a giant honeycomb in the grill and a lot softer around the edges. I think it's uh, pretty cool. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? What? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, Ford Bronco plug in hybrid is coming in 2025, and uh, there's started to be a little bit of information. So, Obviously, with the success of the Wrangler 4xe and maybe Ford realizing that they need to have a in the inverse of the ice, I'm sure there's going to be people who want the hybrid. They need to have a, a vehicle that will compete head-to-head with that Wrangler. So uh, we expect that the Bronco will probably get a facelift and then uh, the upgraded drivetrain options probably for the 2024 model year. And uh, I, it'll be interesting to see. The Wrangler 4xE gets 25 miles of battery-only range, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see if uh, Bronco gets around the same or if Ford beats them. And uh, you know, more is always better when you're uh, delving into that side of the technology space. Will it come with those ugly-ass wheels up uh, on the
0: screen there? Because those are just butt. They're awful. Man, are those Bronco wheels
1: just fugly. How do you really feel? I think they're great. I want a set. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Nope. Uh, Lordstown seeks buyers for their uh, endurance pickup after the lawsuit and bankruptcy. So now they're trying to sell the IP on the pickup truck to see if somebody else wants to build their ugly EV truck.
0: Oh, they just want to jettison
1: all of it. Oh, well, just... they're in bankruptcy, right? It's hmm. it's they're trying to find a buyer. Uh, they spent all the money. the uh, The truck uh, is basically. And he's are still born there's a few of them out there no you um,
0: and I saw one at SEMA remember we did and we were like wait there's there's no way this is a Lordstown truck in, in yeah, our presence we
1: didn't think that Lordstown was gonna make it because worst case scenarios seem to have been uh, floating around and uh, it looks like worst case scenario is coming to fruition so mm. uh, if you are listening to the truck show podcast and have billions of dollars you uh, could buy the design and why IP are you listening truck, if you have yeah. billions of dollars and why aren't you helping us to uh, make the show uh, last yeah so, hey lighting did you hear no. Nope. Uh, the 2024 Jeep Gladiator freshening that gets the same grill that you don't necessarily love as the Wrangler and the new dash with that awesome giant uh, was a 12.4 inch screen. Love the screen. The grill, not as much. Maybe it'll grow on me. Uh, it's it's definitely grown on me. I, I saw it a while ago and uh, I was like, yeah, all right. Uh, I don't know that I would swap it out on mine. Mm-hmm. Although it'd be nice to have the extra, you know, airflow. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, this is not Chevy. Silverado non high country ugly. No. You know, it's no, no tire whatever no, that no, it's crap. Nothing is. Nothing like that. Yeah. So the uh the, the gladiator it hasn't been announced that it's being freshened, but obviously you know Jim hinted at it in uh our, our last episode. And so there'll be some more information on the uh the 2024 Gladiator soon. Hey Lighting, did you hear? No. nope. Uh speaking of off-road SUVs that have become trucks, the uh Ineos Grenadier. Is Wait, uh, what, what did you just say? The Ineos Grenadier. Bless you. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. All right. So this is the awesome Land Rover Defender style SUV that's coming out of Britain. Okay. Uh, they have teased their quartermaster pickup truck, and it's supposed to uh, debut uh, around the time this podcast drops. So hopefully, we'll have some uh, some new information. But um, the Grenadier SUV has been seen as a. Double cab with no bed on it in spy photos. All right. That uh, 1981 called and wants their SUV back. Nope. You don't get it. I don't. You specifically saying that tells me that you don't get it. I don't get it. This is what the Land Rover Defender should have been. Mm -hmm. And instead, they made it an all independent suspension minivan, luxury minivan with swinging doors. The, the story behind Ineos, if I can get somebody from Ineos on the podcast to talk about why this is uh-huh. a a modern version of the Defender um, built by an oil tycoon who said, this is wrong. I want this vehicle. Nobody makes it. I'll make it myself. No kidding. And the the story's fascinating. They use a, a BMW straight six in it. And in fact- but a, it looks very Mercedes G-Wagon-ish to me. That's just because you're seeing it like this.
0: Okay. That's that it,
1: rear three quarter. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're, it's 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 not. It's it's all what the uh, Land Rover does. Oh, you're right.
0: The front is Land Rover. It's all Land Rover All right, Rover so Defender. I take that uh,
1: G-Wagon comment back. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see, but for people who have been following uh, the, the saga of Ineos bringing the Grenadier to market, you'll be uh, pleased to know that a pickup truck version is on the way, and uh, I've got to get my hot little mitts on one of those. Hey, Lighting, one more. Did you hear? No! No. Semi-truck manufacturers uh, have apparently made an agreement with California for a complete and total ban on diesel engines for 2036 with new vehicles.
2: You're a lying sack of shit.
1: No way. Are you serious? No, that's... No. No. So months
0: no, months of negotiations... Batteries cannot haul enough weight around at
1: this point, nor will they in what year? Uh, 2026. No. no what, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 20... 20- 20- 2036. Um, Maybe. So among those who are part of the deal is Cummins, Ford, Uh General Motors, Daimler, who just merged with Toyota when I was at the ACT Expo. We talked to them about that. The agreement is about making sure 18-wheelers, garbage trucks, vans, anything on those big heavy-duty chassis emit zero quote-unquote harmful emissions by the middle of the next decade. So basically, the uh, the Truck and Engine Manufacturers Association agreed to these rules so that they would avoid a drawn out legal battle. So they bought themselves some more time, but they had to acquiesce to the direction it's going. I I'm not ready to. We've talked about EVs. It's, is it it's possible? Important,
0: is it possible for trucks that are hauling eighty thousand pounds to do it with battery? Yes.
1: Yes. Last mile delivery, things like that. In town, sure. I'm talking about the 10 freeway no. from coast to coast. Not with any sort of range and right. the amount of power and cabling you'd have to have. This is really pushing forward, in my opinion, hydrogen and fuel cells and things like that for over-the-road trucking. Um, I'm fine with EVs for last mile delivery. I think it makes a lot of sense for round town. Uh, but it doesn't make sense out on the open highway, especially going through, you know, Denver and I-70 and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, Davis Dam and Eisenhower Tunnel and all those places where truck manufacturers test towing. Um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Tesla's got their electric semi coming out. And just as a comparison, Chevy Bolt. So, so you have to look at a bunch of things. I, don't, I won't go too far into the weeds with this, but... China controls a lot of the supply, and China is tightening that supply for the rest of the world as a strategic move. And so you're talking about like lithium, yeah, cobalt, yeah, such? You know, rare earth minerals and things like that. Um, what are you going to do when that's you've legislated only these vehicles into existence, and then you run out of the ability to make those vehicles? Because you can't get enough What happens
0: rate. when the world looks like a kid with really bad
1: acne scars all over it? Well, because we've pit mined the living shit out of it. So the Chevy Bolt has a 65 kilowatt hour battery. The little EV looking, I guess, roller skate? Yeah. I love the Bolt. In comparison, this Tesla EV Semi is somewhere around 900 kilowatt hours. So one of those trucks... I mean, do the math. 900 divided by 65? Yeah. No, I'm literally telling you. Do the math. I can't do it. Okay, hold on. Yeah, so 13.85. So
0: 13
1: vehicles for each of those big old trucks. Let's say 10 to 13. Yeah. That's a lot of materials going into that sort of thing. Tons. Tons of materials. And the problem with the hydrogen, I think fuel cells are viable, but there's a couple problems is there's not a lot of hydrogen infrastructure right now, and then- you're going to have to have a lot of capacitors, not only in the trucks to release the power for climbing grades with all the power, but I think to have any sort of like fast-ish charging on a 900-kilowatt battery, how are you going to unload all that power in a reasonable amount of time? It's going to be crazy, dude. I'm, Where, I'm telling you. I mean, how are they going to retrofit every gas station
0: right now with electricity? They're already what? doing that.
1: There's already gas stations around here that have two that's, EV stations. This,
0: that's in a metro. Like, what in the middle of Wyoming? Well, well, you know? What about
1: it? Mm. I mean... Wyoming's not part of the 14 car states. when
0: where's all this electricity going to come from? Yeah, I do. We've
1: talked about it. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's going to... There's going to be a need. jerk uh, so I, I want to think... Here's who Again, we i to said, do. I've said, there's, it needs to be a tapestry of technologies. I know that. And it needs to be a lot of different things. And you can't put all your money on one horse. So let's do this. Let's get
0: Gail Banks on the show. He's been doing a lot of research on the topic. And he's really fired up about it. And it's not just because he's, quote-unquote, the the diesel guy. As you know... He's working on a a military hybrid program. So he's deep into electrification right now. Let's get him to weigh in um, on the topic and find out where we're really going with this. I'm down, yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's uh, all we got for news, believe it or not. I'm actually out. Oh, but it looks like you have about 10 pounds of email over there. And it's all about your license plate. Oh, no. Saying is everybody loves Bropar, right? That's uh what you're getting at?
1: Uh I have twenty-five emails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean well,
0: gonna... I'm glad that the topic elicited a response, so that's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But now I'm still passing out the emails. That's how many of them Okay.
0: Have. Should I start at some point? Mm. These, are, uh, these emails have a lot of white space and they're short, which means okay. that people are just writing yeses and nos and things like that. Uh-huh. All right. While you're doing that, I'm going to read a DM from uh, Jeff Ratcliffe at LBC Lightning. Hey, Lightning, I've got a 2010 E350 van with a 5.4 and the factory tow package. I use this to tow my travel trailer and would like to get a little more performance out of it. I recently replaced the engine and was trying to get some performance parts. But California sucks and won't allow anything, it seems. I was thinking about the Pedal Monster. Do you think it'll help? Also, the band is lifted on 34s with 373 gears. Thanks for your time. Long, long, long time listener of K-Rock. Haven't tuned back in since the band all broke up. That means the Kevin and Bean Morning Show in K-Rock Los Angeles. Uh, They were all fired. And uh, anyway, talk to you soon. So, Jeff, I wish that I offered a Pedal Monster for your E350 van it's possible that the F250 for 2010 will fit and or work. I'll send you one if you want and you can try it and if it if it works great, if not send it back. You'll know right away. Uh how about that deal? I'll reach out to you on uh, on the gram and work that out with you.
1: All right, uh, I got this one from Doug Bassett. It's a great episode on the Bill Stein products. Holman and Lightning, thanks for having the dudes from Bill Stein over in the pod shed. Ever since I bought my 2022 Ford Maverick, I've been wanting a better shock and lift option for it. However, I couldn't leave the truck stock, so I installed a two-inch lift from a particular company to give it a better look and have been patiently waiting and emailing Bill Stein when they were going to offer an option for my truck. Aaron Kaufman has said something like this, Attitude is all about altitude. Keep monitoring those parameters, everything matters, and a Finnegan's Yeah Buddy, and that's from Doug Bassett. Yeah, buddy.
0: Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. monitor monitor key engine
1: parameters. That's the trifecta
0: right there. Uh, this one is from Daniel Church. The subject line is, Bropar is dumb. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Here okay, so. Here we
0: go. Once again, listen to Holman. Come on, man.
1: That's what uh-huh. uh, Daniel says. All right. All right. That's mm-hmm. one in the Yummy Gas column. All right. We've got this one from uh, Jeremiah Klingman says, Yummy Gas. And uh, your friend at JJ Smokes Tires, which is uh, one of our, our guys on Instagram who uh, who follows us. Mm-hmm. And uh, the subject matter of that was Idiot Lightning Idea. All right. All right.
0: So. All right. The, uh, the next one is from Stephen Watson. Uh, writes to us quite often. Uh, Owner the, of Off-Road Design. That's right. Subject line is Yummy Gas. And then the entire body of the email just says, is better. All right. Uh, that would be another
1: one. Yummy gas. So now I have to, do, do we know no. that- don't, don't try and explain yourself out of this. Do we oh. know that, well, Matt Gamble- Our listeners are so stupid. They no, have no idea no, that this no, is self-deprecating no, 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 and they don't no. understand the humor.
0: That. I'm beyond that.
1: Okay. I was going to say that the
0: original BroPar idea uh-huh. wasn't mine. I, I get it. We I fell in that. love with it. We did? Right. I'm just making
1: sure. And we had Matt on the show. Okay. Well, we, about headlights. Yeah, but we, I don't think that we gave him credit, okay, right? Okay, so it's Matt's dumb idea. Got it. He loves it. I, I and, get and so that. I one person loves it?
0: Okay. He swayed me, and I'm like, I love it. I think it's great. Right, we got this one from RB, who uh, is
1: a longtime listener. Ray says... Hey, by uh, the way, before you read this, uh-huh. Ray, thank you very much. Uh, Ray, you sent me... He, he's been sending uh, us all sorts of great technical um, articles yes. about all sorts of energy and stuff like that. And, and by I the way,
0: reading. I'm working on a video with Gail Banks and about that very topic. So the recent like giant booklet that you sent me is epic.
1: So thank you. All right. So Ray says, uh, hello, podcasters extraordinaire. Either of those TRX plates is okay. Yummy gas or bro par. If both are taken at face value. But if I understood the TSP banter on the subject correctly, i.e. the undercurrent is that Jay feels anyone who drives a Mopar is a jerk or a joke and therefore worthy of sarcasm, I would vote for Sean's original yummy gas, All right? That's another one. In the yummy gas column. Separately, to me, the TRX never seemed like a good fit for Jay, given his bank's preference for GM. Uh, I predict Jay will divorce his TRX within 18 months. Maybe TSP can have a contest to see who gets closest to the date Jay sells his TRX. (laughs) Ray. Interesting. <laughs> I love the psychoanalysis I, And I love that you're not denying it. That's cool. Uh, P.S. I will report in soon uh, with regards to my iDash Data Monster and Pedal Monster. It took a while to figure out what was causing the issues, but I'm guessing that unbeknownst to me, my truck was still unsettled after an over-the-air update when I happened to install the Banks Gear the first time. I never got a notice of an OTA, but my buddy, who also has a 2020 Diesel, got an OTA a week earlier, so it's possible my truck OTA'd while it was parked and hadn't done enough rebooting. Um, itself to complete the OTA update over the air, by the way. Update. Also, Banks tech support thought perhaps I shut the truck down during DPF regen, which may or may not be true because the truck has never once indicated it was going in regen and it won't. They don't tell you. It's uh, something you can hear, or feel. barely perceptible if you know what you're looking for you can occasionally smell it on certain vehicles and uh, the idash will tell you and it says it has never told me not to turn it off because it's doing a regen anyhow the truck is now operating normally again with no warnings no piezo relay clicking in the exhaust system so the next step is to try and reinstalling the banks gear which i'll do this weekend so we'll anxiously await your update and i believe ray especially on an eco diesel you will be very pleasantly surprised which uh with the response from the pedal monster the derringer on on the eco
0: diesel is uh, it needs it needs that power. And the next email is from Thomas Esminger. Subject line is Bropar. All right, oh, that so that is a... one in the Bropar bro column. That would be a buzz. Okay, no, it's a uh, ding for me.
1: Oh, it's a buzz. Nope, it's a ding. <laughs> ding. Right, I got this one from Matt White. It says plates. Yummy gas. All right, that's uh, the fifth one in the Yummy Gas column. Bro Par is good. Yummy Gas is better. I get it, but the self-deprecating humor probably won't be understood by the majority of people, just my guess. By the way, we have the black plates with white letters here in Colorado now, I believe since the beginning of the year, and I'm seeing them all over. we got several new designs lately, and these are super popular. I'm thinking about switching. We have way too many designs out here in Colorado. Thanks, Matt. Man, am I jealous.
0: I should. Uh, my brother lives in Colorado. I should register the truck to Colorado, uh-huh. and then and get Bropar. The no, I, I can't, I can't. Now, I mean, it's clearly overwhelming. No, it's not. It's only it's five a, to one. It's let's a see, landslide. Let's see where they go because we only had a couple emails on the subject. Carl Hockerman writes in. My vote is for yummy gas. Okay, add All that right. to the
1: column. Uh, how about Ozzy Sadiq? The great plate debate. Uh, which takes off of the, uh, us. Uh, this is like the less great plate debate, I think. Yeah. Lighting, you cat-hating fool. Bropar's is California pompousness <laughs> at its finest. Why? What? I have never even heard of it until now, and I've been a Mopar guy for almost 30 years. I would stick with Yummy Gas, or if you want something along the same lines, Mo-Gas, please. More Gas, please. Or Mo-Gas now. More Gas now. We went through all those, by the way, when we were picking out his plate. Not sure if there's any talking sense into you, but thumbs down to Bropar. Also, can you guys send me your mailing address? I've what, had for s- a bomb? I've had something <laughs> sitting in my office for two years now. Yeah, i want to send your way. Ricin. Uh, yeah, something I'm, bad. Have him send it to uh,
0: old Banks there. You can send it yeah. to Banks. Uh, and the, I love the fact that he didn't know about Bropar. That's okay with me. That means that people uh-huh. have been protecting him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, this one's from Mike Boyle. Plate debate. Two words.
1: No, Bropar. Okay, so that's good. Uh, yummy gas. I got this one from Jay Romy. He says says, license plate poll. Since you asked about what plates Jay should use, I vote he keeps his current plate yummy gas. All right, but add mm. that there. I don't think most people even know what Mopar is. I guess that could make it an inside joke or even show California pompousness, though. Jason. Why are they
0: all saying California pompous?
1: How does... Everyone knows Mopar in the automotive because community. Because bros came from... California.
0: But bros are also frat boys at every college, in every state. Not in, in the automotive state. world, no. Oh, jeez. All right. Benjamin Koffel.
1: Sorry, Lightning, I vote for Yummy Gas because it's superior. You know what? That was number 10 for Yummy Gas. Okay. How about our friend Rich Holdaway up there in Hollister, California? Lightning and Holman, my vote? Yummy Gas. Mm. My never going to ever receive a vote ever in the history of ever? Bro par. Jay, bro. Just No. Please insert the no, 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 hell no, 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 soundbite here.
2: No. Mm -mm.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. 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 No.
1: Hmm. Okay. He also continues, so, no mounting parameters for BroPar. No, yeah, buddies for BroPar. No five stars for BroPar. Just .78% star. That's it. Thank you, Rich. That hurts, I and mean, he's your buddy too. Evan Jones, he writes, Bropar fits Lightning very well. Well,
0: goddammit, it, you don't understand why I wanted it. It's so i I'm, fit me.
1: I think he's joking, but I'm going to go ahead and put that in the yes. Bropar column uh, just to uh, to, right. to put my Fine. finger on the scale. I'm not sure I want it though. Dean Davidson, uh, the. <clears throat> Let's just say the subject line is "bropar" is a word that's not manly. Let me see it. Me and see it. it says "yummy gas" is my vote.
0: That's a three-letter word. word that yes, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trevor writes in, "How is it even a question?" He says, "Bropar?" Really? Sure, that's amusing to the five people who get it. I think ninety-nine percent of the people won't understand the play. Like Goldman said, might even confuse it for golf. Someone who doesn't get "yummy gas" is living under a rock. Go for the masses. Also, not fixing that autocorrect.
1: His <laughs> autocorrect, yeah, yeah, Holman, yeah, the Goldman, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, gold- let's see. <laughs> this one here is from our uh, buddy Lars Duick, who writes in from time to time. Uh, Lightning's plate. Lightning. Yummy gas is a way better plate, Lars. All right. That would be uh, another hashtag there in the uh, yummy gas column. Greg Madden writes,
0: bro par for the win. I'm just kidding. He wrote Yummy Gas Rocks, five stars. Mm. Bropar is something a douche would put on their truck. (laughs) (laughs) Love the five stars, (laughs) Greg Madden. P.S. Below is proof I changed my rating back to five stars. Well, if running the Yummy Gas plate got us a five-star review Uh on uh, the Apple Podcast app,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, Greg, I I appreciate it. I'll take it. Sam Houston, uh, TRX plate. There's only one plate for the TRX, and it is Yummy Gas. Keep up the good work, guys. Sam Houston. So what you're saying is I'm going Bropar. Oh, wait. Uh, Not really. Well, we got one more here from uh, Sean Nelson says, Lightning. Oh, by the way, the, the title of it is uh, Bropar is Stupid. <laughs> Lightning, leave the yummy gas plate. Let some Mopar bro have his plate for his former rental V6 charger with Lambo doors and a terrible exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's Bropar. So, See, at
0: least he understands. He right, gets it. Right,
1: right. Right, yeah. And he gets that, it. That's right.
0: great. So I'm just going to let me just look at the
1: column here. We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're saying it's a landslide for Bropar? Everyone said get 10, bro 15, 16. That's 17. Uh, with me, that's 18 for Yummy Gas. And with you, that would be three for Bropar. It's not a really good ratio in my favor, is it? I told you in the beginning that was the best plate you could have gotten. And everybody who's seen that plate is like that plate is awesome, especially on the TRX. Mm. And you want to go and ruin the magic? No, I'm. I'm. It's on. It's on the truck now. It's been on the truck. Stay on the truck. Well, the listeners have spoken. They have spoken. They have laid <laughs> down the law. So, I mean, you can change it, but I would not advise you to do that, sir.
0: All right. Well, I'll play this uh, as an apology for putting the listeners through that. We are deeply
1: sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. The mm-hmm. yeah, lightning sorry. Is, uh, is that the way
0: that? we uh, we end this uh, particular episode?
1: Yep. Another win
0: for Holman. <laughs> I hate losing. I'm getting used to it, though. A little, uh, a little less sting this time, I think, than That's the good. last 35. Yeah, because you still have losing. a great plate.
2: <laughs> the truck
0: show. The truck show. The truck show. Whoa, whoa. I mean, not
1: everybody can have such an amazing personal crafted, clever <laughs> license plate that so perfectly matches their vehicle that it it, 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 it basically excites automotive enthusiasts and, and it procures laughter. It's just you patting yourself on the back for coming up with a plate. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and also, one more time, where the listeners sided with me. Thank you, yeah. listeners. I love you. I think that's like uh, 99 for you and uh, one for me. Hey, you got your one. Yeah, doesn't feel very good though. You're gonna tell me that the uh, the sting is still the same? It's the, it's it hurts. It's Deep like, down or just yeah, on the surface? no,
0: it's like getting spanked by your dad. You know, it's like it's like with a belt. Well, if you just listen every once in a while, you wouldn't have to go through that. I just I I like being defiant. You know what I'm saying? All right,
1: BroPar. Let's get that. You know what you're going to do? You're going to go start a new BroPar Instagram, and the first pictures are going to be your license plate. I should. You should just do a, bro, a picture of the BroPar plate. In front of random Mopar vehicles That's for a I year. That's what I should do. It and should you'll be, probably get rich off it of it. It should
0: be all the douchebags that, that drive BroPars. That's right. Just walk, right? go to car shows. Hey, minus, minus that one guy that emailed us that didn't know that BroPars was and a seriously,
1: thing. Seriously, go to, go to whatever car shows, find mm-hmm. any Mopar vehicle, and just take random pictures in front of any vehicle that looks bro, and then post it on at BroPar on Instagram. The
0: problem is is that the BroPar thing is not
1: the vehicle itself. It's the driver. Right? No, but but the, the, the driver's yeah, but the vehicle's an extension of the driver. It is. You don't know it's a bro par until you see how that person has outfitted their rig. It's both. It goes hand in hand. Okay. It does. All right.
0: I'm just I can't explain it to someone who doesn't already understand it. You know what I mean?
2: You like
1: you just either get it or you don't. You know what's beautiful about yummy gas? What's that? You don't have to explain it. That's true. It's just it's just magic. <laughs> it's license plate magic, and I think you should be like, Yeah, I won you really do win in the end, I
0: guess it. I, I guess I do win. So thank you. All
1: right. If you want to uh, follow more of the uh, Truck Show Podcast shenanigans- They at won't. No, LBC, this is their Lightning, tapping out right here. At Sean P. Holman or at Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> you can uh, visit us at truckshowpodcast.com where you can see upcoming events. Uh, and by the way, we need more Know Your Notes and we need more reviews from you guys. So if you're, uh, if you're on Spotify, if you're on the Apple Podcast app, please leave us a review. Five star. Let us know that you uh, that you love the show, and let everybody else know that they should spend time listening to us two chuckleheads. All right, uh, we haven't heard from you guys in a while. Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Uh, and I would say we probably don't need any emails this week because I still have another 20 in this. Stack. Oh, my. What look, is that pile? These, this is Holy the pile. crap. The, and those are not license plate related? No, these are all Frontier Spotting. Oh, my You Lord. have a lot of work ahead of you. And there's a couple legitimate questions uh, that people sent in, and uh, we'll get to them on the next episode. So truck show podcast at gmail.com. Seriously, uh, we joke around, but uh, we read every single one. If you guys have a question for the air, something we can help you with, uh, help choosing a vehicle or accessories, or you just have a, a comment please uh, email us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, lightning at truckshowpodcast.com, or holman at truckshowpodcast.com. And if you need a new truck, head on over to your local Nissan dealer, or go to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price or check out the features and benefits and pricing of the Nissan Frontier or the Nissan Titan and Titan XD half ton trucks. Of course, the Titan and Titan XD come with the industry's best five year, 100,000 mile warranty.
0: And if you got a Toyota Tundra, Tacoma, you got a Ford F 150, 250, 350, maybe you, got a, you got a 392 on a Jeep, you got a 3.6, a two liter turbo, doesn't matter what you got. If you have a case of the slug pedals, is that even a thing, a slow pedal? Did I
1: make I, that up? I, I like to call it the, uh, the wooden, wooden pedal. Just, wooden pedal? It just feels wooden. It I'm just not sure what that means. What, what, is what is wooden? Is? Pe- yeah, it's just not responsive. To me, it's like you push just down on like a sponge. Nah, it's like you're pushing down on a like a, a board on a boat or something, and just nothing happens. Okay,
0: I see that. Well, if this is you, you need a Banks Pedal Monster. It is the world's smartest throttle controller. It's the only one with OBD connectivity, and it's the only one that puts you back in a stock throttle response when you back up so you don't kill your neighbor. Or back your boat up into
1: the lake with your truck and end up on qualified captain. That's exactly right. Go to bankspower.com to find yours. And one last place to visit, onyxmaps.com, where you can go and check out Onyx Offroad, which is the best map app for your next adventure. I use it exclusively for all of my adventuring. And there's a ton of features, including Route Builder, which you can build a route on your laptop, and it shows across all of your devices. You can share it with friends and so much more. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, and you can download Onyx Offroad today. And don't forget to use the code FREEDOM30 at checkout for 30% off your subscription. And if you get the elite tier, you get a bunch of benefits
0: like... Get a free subscription to OVR Magazine that has Lightning's TRX in the newest issue.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get a free subscription if you sign up for X Off-Road. Again, FREEDOM30 for 30% off your subscription. Do it! The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. In
2: Jesus' name, boogity, boogity, boogity,